Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Tanisha, and if you're a fan of Wine School Dropout, there's another podcast we think you'll love, Pretend. Pretend is a documentary-style podcast about real people pretending to be someone else. Javier interviews real con artists, snake oil salesmen, and former cult members, anyone living a lie. Notable interviews and episodes include an identity thief who confesses to stealing thousands of identities, a former FBI undercover agent who describes how he embedded himself into a drug lord's inner circle, and the testimony of a snake oil salesman who encourages people to drink a bleach-type substance to cure everything from depression to cancer. Search for Pretend wherever you get your podcasts. This is Wine School Dropout, Study Abroad, Southern Italy. I'm Tanisha Townsend, your host. This season, we're going abroad to Italy, Southern Italy to be precise. Think of this season as a semester abroad in Puglia, Italy. We will introduce you to the grapes, producers, foods, sights, and sounds of this region. We're taking you right there with us to introduce you to some wines and wineries and present this region. Welcome to season three of Wine School Dropout, Semester Abroad, Puglia, Italy. As a part of the trip with Radicchio del Sud to Italy, I had the pleasure of visiting Pietro Ventosa Winery. I always learn so much talking to winemakers and drinking wines from other regions. Within five minutes of hearing Mariana speak about her wines, the landscape, and her region of Gioia del Cole, I knew I had to talk to her more. Mariana was interesting, funny, lively, and her wines made from the Primitivo and Negro Amaro grapes, simply stunning. In this talk, Mariana shares her passion for winemaking and the history of the wines in Gioia del Cole. She also mentions a famous Hollywood someone that we all know that has a connection to her region. Listen closely to find out who it is. Hello, Mariana. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, Tanisha. Hello, people. <laughs> so Mariana is here to talk to us about her winery at, that she works with and works at and uh, about a grape that's very special to Southern Italy. First, let's introduce you. Tell me who you are and what you do. Okay, my name is uh, Marianna, Marianna Agno. I come from Italy, Puglia. 
Puglia is the hill of the boot. Do you know uh, Italy is like a boot? So we are the hill of the boot. And um, Puglia is very nice region of Italy because we have two uh, sea, uh, Adriatic Sea and uh, Ionian Sea that are in the north part and in the south part of Puglia. This gives to uh, our uh, um, region a very nice attraction for tourism, but also for agricultural uh, matters. Uh, we have lots of vineyards, uh, but also different kinds of uh, cultivation, has uh, olive oil, uh, tomatoes, uh, but wine is the principal argument today. Consider that in Puglia we have 10,700 hectares of vineyard in total. In my particular part, in Murgia, that is the, uh, the land in which we are, uh, in the middle part of Puglia, we have only 1,400 hectares of vineyard. So 10,000 uh, against 1,000. It's a very, very strict uh, quantity considering the total amount. Uh, this is because our territory, Murja, is very hard. We have a lot of rock uh, underground, limestone rock underground. And uh, this rock that is underground sometimes go up on surface. And so it's difficult to make uh, every kind of uh, uh, agricultural cultivation. Mm -hmm. For this reason, the most important uh, thing that we have uh, is the, um, the handling with cow to have milk. In fact, there are a lot of uh, uh, cheese uh, factories uh, that produce mozzarella. In fact, Gioia del Colle, the, the town from which I come and uh, in which I have my, my vineyard, is famous also for uh, mozzarella production. We have the DOP uh, certification for mozzarella, for our mozzarella, but also we have the DOP certification for our wine. Consider that Primitivo is a type of grape that uh, arrived from uh, the other part of Adriatic Sea. But this is a, a task that we will uh, talk about uh, later. My, my name is Mariana. I'm uh, 20, no, not 20. <laughs> 52 years old. No, 25, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> 25. <laughs> uh, my, my winery is called the Pietra Ventosa, and the translation is something like Windy Rock, because we have a lot of uh, uh, limestone rock underground, and together with the winds, a lot of wind that come from the north part and the south. So, uh, uh, Tramontana, Mistra, and uh, Scirocco. So, this wine go through our vineyard, uh, refreshing the leaves uh, and uh, avoid the formation of uh, mold and uh, fungine attack. 
we established this uh, winery uh, not so far in the time. Uh, we start uh, to think about in 2000 when I was pregnant of my son Vincenzo. My husband and I had different kind of, of job. Uh, my husband is an engineer that designed uh, winemaker machine, and uh, I work for uh, um, sofa uh, factory. So very very boring. <laughs> and so my husband and I decided to start with uh, this adventure. We bought land. We take off uh, an orchard because uh, it was a little bit sick. It was abandoned by the previous owner in, because they were uh, getting to divorce. And this particular land was uh, fighted by them. Everyone would like to have. And so uh, in, the, in the last time, they decided to uh, sell it uh, and divide the money. But the orchard tree was very, very abandoned. And so we cut off every, every tree, uh, plant vegetables in order to give nutrition to the soil. And after a couple of years, we start to plant our first hectare of vineyard. And uh, in 2005, we produced our first bottle. Did you have any experience or anything making wine before? Or you just woke up and said, you know, we're going to buy this land, plant grapes, and do all of the things. Uh, my husband, I say that my husband is an engineer. Yes. And uh, he project he design, winemaker machine. To make these, because they are not static machine, they are dynamic machine that help people uh, in winery with fermentation, stabilization, uh, uh, pressing, all the little uh, uh, things that uh, uh, are forming vinification, you have to study a lot. According to uh, the agronomical uh, uh, skills, uh, we have uh, a tradition in our family because uh, the grandfather was a very great uh, um, soil owner in the south of Puglia, and he had lots of uh, uh, different kind of cultivation. He had tobacco, tomatoes, uh, vineyard, uh, olive oil, and uh, this kind of skills were passed uh, in uh, in our in uh, my husband's family. So we had uh, uh, something. We had also we have also an agronomic help by our friends that help us to handle with the vineyard in the best way. And both in in, uh, in cellar, we have our friend, Aron Solo, that is an analogist that give us assistance in vinification procedures. So we learn a lot because we made a lot of mistake in the first time. But day by day, step by step, we acquire a knowledge uh, that now we could say is good, but it's not uh, uh, too uh, late to uh, learn more. Every year we learn more, considering also the fact that with the climate modification, it's very difficult now to handle with vineyard because uh, we don't have this uh, in intermediate uh, uh, season. We pass directly from winter to summer and then to winter too. 
and uh, it's difficult for the plants to understand this because they have some steps that have to follow. And every year is uh, more difficult than before uh, in, uh, in consideration of changement in climate. I'm still thinking about how you are going through this process. Like, so you had a member of your family who was doing this before, so you were able to get some advice from them. Was there ever a time in the, the beginning or in the middle of you just developing this, developing this idea that you were like, oh, this is harder than I thought. I don't think I want to do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sometimes I say to my husband, oh, we could make bolt. And so we can stay every time uh, uh, on holidays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's hard, but we have a lot of satisfaction too. We ha you have an emotion every time you have to see your vineyard that grow up uh, strong and uh, great, with a lot of grapes, healthy grapes. Yesterday, I was there. And we have the little grapes that are now are not uh, ready, uh, obviously, but uh, they stay there. And uh, the, the sun and the sky, the birds, all the things that you think, you seem in the same uh, dimension. You are inside the vineyard. You uh, break the vineyard you hit uh, uh, the vineyard, you are inside. It's something that go inside in your heart. And uh, these uh, help you also in uh, low times. And uh, you say, okay, we can go on and we can go better. All right, I like that. And you speak with such passion about what you do and uh, your vineyard. Tell me more about Pietro Ventosa. You've mentioned your passion for it, but what makes it so special to you? Well, uh, we start uh, with the aim to produce wine that in the first time have to be good for us. And so when you make something for yourself, you make it better because you would like to uh, have the must, the, the height, more height satisfaction in your product. And uh, considering also that my husband, I have already said that he's an engineer. So he has a, a goal. And uh, if his goal is uh, to have quality wine that have the same quality every year, with changement due to the different kind of vintage, obviously. We don't want to make a wine that is like uh, an Oreo biscuit, because Oreo biscuit is the same every time you uh, taste it. Uh, when you are were a little girl or when you will be an aged woman, the Oreo biscuit have the same taste. Still the same, time. still the same. And so there are also some wines that have this kind of characteristics. They are the same every year you, you taste it. 
we would like to make wine that is every year different according to the different vintage, but they have to have the same quality. And so we work hard for this. We start with uh, uh, red grapes, Primitivo, but now we are planting also white grape, as Magvasia and Miluntolo, because we would like to make also white wine that are good for our territory. We skip different vintages also for the problems due to the climate situation, but the first time was also due to our problems, our mistakes. So we learn remembering our mistake and every year we are growing up better. You mentioned Privativo as one of the grapes that you use for your red wines and then also a major grape of uh, the Puglia region. Is that due to the soil? Because you mentioned before um, limestone and then also the climate being warm. Why is Primitivo the major grape in this region? This is a very interesting uh, question. Consider that uh, Primitivo is produced uh, all over Puglia territory, but uh, it changed uh, according to the different kinds of soil and also different altitude, also uh, how many kilometers is far from the sea. We are in the middle of Puglia, 40 kilometers from Adriatic Sea and 40 from the uh, Yonian Sea. We are not so far from the sea, but we are far to avoid the, the mitigation of the sea during the, uh, the maturation of, uh, of, uh, of grape. For example, another territory very, very, very famous, more famous for, of uh, Gioia del Colle territory is the territory of Manduria, that is uh, uh, in the southern part uh, of Puglia. Well, they have their vineyard mm, about 20 kilometers or less from the sea. The climate there is uh, uh, not uh, uh, similar to Gioia del Colle climate because in Gioia del Colle uh, we have excursion during the day and night. We have 40 degrees during the day and 20 during the night. So for this reason, the grapes uh, has a very low time of maturation. And for this reason, don't have lots of sugar inside, don't have uh, the same characteristic that Primitivo in Manduria territory has because they are close to the sea. And during the day and night, there are not uh, lots of different of temperature and the grapes uh, uh, mature more quickly. In fact, they harvest during the month of August. We harvest during the month of September. There is also another kind of Primitivo in the Salento, in the uh, southern part of Puglia, that is different between the one that comes from Anduria, the one that comes from uh, the Gioia del Colle. The DNA is the same, but uh, the biotype is different. The biotype is different because it changed according to the terroir in which the Primitivo is planted. Primitivo, you have to know that uh, don't come directly from, from Puglia. The origin uh, comes from the Dalmatian, the Illyri. 
in the 16th century, there were uh, some uh, uh, discovering also in uh, Germany, Hungary, and uh, Austria. It was called Tribidag. And uh, in Dalmatia, especially, the name Tribidag uh, changed in Krienlak Kastelansky, that is a little town in Dalmatia. And there we can state the origin of Primitivo. After the Krianlak Castellastic was blended with the Braubicic that come from the southern Dalmatia, and the name was Plavak Mali. In the past, a lot of uh, uh, experts identified Primitivo with Plavak Malik, but is a cross with Krianlak Castellansky and Dobricic. So uh, you can consider another thing for Primitivo. Primitivo is a grape that uh, will stay uh, in a different kind of uh, territory, especially uh, sunny areas. So the southern part of uh, the northern hemisphere. So uh, it has uh, in all the southern Italy, also in Campania, also in Basilicata, different expression the DNA is the same, but the biotype is different according to the different kind of uh, terroir. It's not a secret that France loves cheese and wine, so not surprising that an entire culture revolves around the consumption of these two great gifts to the culinary world. Come and discover one of the best parts of French culture with the cheese and wine class or a wine tasting class. Join my classes. They are a great opportunity to experience the French terroir. During these two-hour classes, you'll sample some of the finest cheeses and finest wines, learn the techniques and language of cheese tasting and wine tasting, and also the concept of terroir. You'll spend a great evening in a relaxed atmosphere with beautiful surroundings in the heart of Montmartre with me at Cooking with Class Cooking School and get a great head start to fully understand and appreciate our love for French cheese and wine and help you approach them with greater confidence. Visit cookinwithclass.com, C-O-O-K-N-W-I-T-H-C-L-A-S-S, and search Paris Classes for more information or to book your date. And you have also in USA the Primitivo that is called Zinfandel. I was going to ask that was Primitivo because I think I'd heard um, or read before in my studies that Primitivo and Zinfandel were the same. Yes, yes. The DNA is the same. Is the same. Meredith, Carol Meredith from uh, uh, University of California of Davis. Davis, okay. Yes. Uh, analyze the DNA and state that uh, the DNA is the same. Some uh, research made in the past uh, say to us that uh, some uh, rooted cuttings were uh, bring uh, by monks from uh, Austrian Empire to a New York nursery in Long Island. George Gibbs was the first one that handled with the Primitivo uh, grapes. And probably uh, because something was lost in translation, 
these uh, root and cuttings uh, were called Zinfonel II, uh, black Zinfonel from Hungary, because it comes from the Austrian, Hungaric Austrian uh, Empire. And so the name Zinfonel remained in the same way because uh, Silvaner is uh, one of the most uh, important white grapes that come from Austria. And because uh, this primitivo uh, root cutting comes from that territory, uh, the name uh, Silvaner was lost in translation and become Zinfandel. And so they called black Zinfandel from Hungary, the primitivo uh, root cutting. They come from that, uh, from that territory. After George Gibbs bring them, start to cultivate them in the East Coast. But after, because a lot of uh, people go to the Western Coast uh, for the gold rush, uh, this kind of grape go to California. And in this case, it become the most important, one of the most important grape uh, that uh, are there. I'm glad you mentioned that with the gold rush, how that moved over, because I was wondering how the cuttings came from Eastern Europe over to the U.S. Was that something that happened like during, uh, say, phylloxera, maybe? I think yes, because uh, some grapes come from French, as yeah. Merlot, Cabernet, they come from French. Probably people used to bring with them a different kind of uh, uh, agricultural uh, plants, some plants to integrate the local cultivation with the, the native cultivation too. We know that potato, tomato, and uh, corn come from uh, America to Europe. And so, because for example, during the past, uh, emperor and kings uh, uh, showed to their guests uh, the strange things that come from the new world, has uh, something to, to show. <laughs> and I think that probably there is a, a, a crossing of this. And people that come from Europe to go to USA or a new world bring with them some kind of plants. There is also a legend in Gioia del Colle. People say that the grandfather of the actor Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please, please tell this story because I want people to hear this because I was going to ask you about the famous connection in America to Gioia del Colle. Please tell us yes. this. Yes. Okay, the, the actor Sylvester Stallone has a, his grandfather and grandmother that come from Gioia del Colle. They arrive in uh, California, and the legend uh, uh, is that they bring with them uh, some grapes of uh, some root, root and cutting of uh, primitivo and planted them. And this, in this case, uh, uh, the Zinfandel exploited <laughs> in California territory. But it's only a legend. <laughs> we, we like that legend, though. So we, you have a connection to Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, Rambo. Wow. No, I understand that he was come from Joya del Colle when I was very young because I, I read the poster of his film. This man come from Joya del Colle, but I don't know. <laughs> Which are the parents? I don't know. 
I want to get back to Primitivo just a bit and talk about the wine itself. So when it comes to Primitivo, is that a grape that makes a wine that can age? Or is it something you should drink fairly young? In the past, the people uh, think that Primitivo has not a long life. Uh, consider that Primitivo has not uh, a tannic structure very hard and consider that uh, tannins uh, normally were uh, uh, well known as uh, the one that uh, give to wine the possibility to be aged. In consequence, Primitivo was not considered a wine that had to uh, be uh, aged. Is not Alianico, for example, that has lot, lot of tannins. Primitivo has not lot of tannins, but in our territory, because the we have this kind of soil uh, um, not rich, very, very hard for a vineyard, and because of, of our climate that is very uh, with lot of excursion, our wines are very rich of acidity. And acidity help the uh, less part of tannins that are inside Primitivo to have a long life. We use also French oak to uh, age the wine. And so tannins that come from oak go inside the wine and give to the wine more uh, life. But uh, I can say, Considering my experience, because uh, we don't take to forget that we start uh, not far uh, uh, than uh, 20 years ago. And so we don't take uh, lots of examples of our wine in the past. Uh, we can go not more than 2006, because we don't take uh, something to make a pairing. But for my wine, I can say without any doubt that if I open a bottle of 2006 now, it's amazing to taste it. This is not a thing that I make every day because I have very few bottles. <laughs> just, just once in a while, special occasions. Yeah, yeah, special occasions. We opened last bottle of 2006 vintage two years ago, and uh, we had a very nice sensation for this wine. So I can say that considering my wine, Primitivo could be aged, but I don't know. I tasted in the past other uh, wineries uh, production, older than my wine, and I find a nice product. But you have also to consider that uh, during uh, the, the last uh, century, Primitivo was not considered uh, a noble wine. It was used to blend with other kind of uh, grapes that come from northern, northern Italy. For example, for with, uh, in, in Veneto to make Amarone or in Piedmont to make uh, Barbaresco, Barolo, but also French people bought wine from Puglia to blend their, uh, their wines because they don't have uh, alcoholic uh, degree. 
uh, they don't have uh, uh, richness. And so they blend with our Primitivo, but not only Primitivo, uh, Negramaro, uh, Nero di Troia, or uh, Nero d'Avola that come from Sicily, Alianico from Basilicata. This kind of grape in the past were used to make a great wine in other parts of Italy or in other parts of Europe. And for this reason, they were not considered uh, had themselves uh, great wines. Um, starting from this century, but also in the last part of last century, uh, people uh, start to produce wine made by Primitivo grapes that has a very high quality characteristics, bringing it very high in the top 10 of the best wines. We can consider uh, Primitivo now a grape that uh, potentially could have a long life. Talking to Mariana is like talking. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market to a friend. I just met her during the time when I was in Italy, but man, our conversation was so good, it got a bit long. So this is part one of our interview with Mariana. Tune in next week for part two. Thank you for listening to this Study Abroad episode of Wine School Dropout. This episode was produced by Studio Ochenta and hosted by me, Tanisha Townsend. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez. Our sound editor is Louise Raul Lopez Levi. Our theme was done by Gabrielle Dalmaso. Music is by Makai Beats. Our art is by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us at Wine School Dropout on Instagram. If you like the show, you should tell a friend about it and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, sit back, relax, and have a glass. Hi, it's Tanisha again. I want to tell you about a podcast called The History of Literature. It's a show that covers everything from the life and works of literary giants like Dickens and Tolstoy to a series on the forgotten women of literature to lighthearted topics like Friend Mary Kill, Shakespeare Edition, and the top 10 books you don't need to read. Each week, host Jack Wilson and his guests explore the most unusual, compelling, and inspiring stories from the world of literature. Always eager and never pretentious, Jack tackles every book as if it could change his life. And more often than not, it does just that. The History of Literature is brought to you by The Podglomerate. New episodes run every Monday and Thursday, and you can listen today by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this show.